and welcome to the second episode of Duluth, the podcast. In this episode, myself, Anna Tennis, my sister, Mary Tennis, and Ian Vincent, an honorary third tennis, endeavor to discuss whether or not Benjamin Harrison might, in fact, be the worst U.S. president ever. But we also end up talking about a Star Wars poster and Sherlock Holmes cocaine use. And of course, Christopher Walken. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. 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 Welcome back. Welcome hey. back to... Parka Park Studios. <laughs> Duluth. The podcast. Yay! Recording Woo! live at Parka Park Studios. <laughs> Not as many parkas today. No. We're lean on parkas. No, Should I, I could fix it. No, we have readjusted the, the setting here in the studio, and uh, it threw me off drastically right when we moved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We walked in here a couple minutes ago, but I think I'm settling in gently as I'm on my recumbent bike. And Do you feel uh, bad that you're no longer riding in a north easterly direction now you're headed more southwest no the southwest is fine it's treating me well i feel like i'm going downhill which is kind of an <laughs> allegory for the my life at the moment so. oh my gosh oh, no and such a delightful segue into the topic of today's <laughs> podcast I'm so happy that you said that um actually not really no not really not really yeah not really we're gonna talk our way around just like yeah. we did last time also my life's pretty good right now so i have nothing to complain about your life is pretty oh, a good a lot of privilege so. oh i'm glad to hear yeah. it yeah um, so Ian's a, a white man. I got that white male club card. <laughs> yes, you do. They accept it everywhere. <laughs> uh-huh, uh. indeed. For over 6,000 years. <laughs> thousands of thousands of years. Everywhere. I want you to make a card everywhere. like that. Yeah. Well, I'm racking up those club, uh, club card points. Do you get miles? So. Not miles yet. They're working it out with, uh-huh. um, Caucasian air. <laughs> And so they're trying to trying to get that off the ground right now, but uh, as problematic as it sounds, it's just uh, something we're working on. That's great. <laughs> oh, much. I'm not. I'm much. not participating in this card. bit. <laughs> no, but in all honesty, we're trying to destroy the patriarchy and the yeah. uh, systematic white oppression but that's not, been not plaguing this continent and many others yes. for a millennia. Yeah. One podcast at a time. Right. And we don't want to conflate that with singularly destroying individual wonderful men. No, we definitely no. don't want to. But also this club card. I mean, I got, I don't know. They accept it everywhere. Yeah. It's tough to not use it. Yeah. I can see. I, sometimes you don't even know you're using it. Yeah. It just happens to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Man. Speaking of that, I just have been listening to, uh, I've been painting this cabinet in my bathroom and I've been listening to this podcast, the last podcast on the left and uh, they're doing, they did a series years ago about um, the Oklahoma City bombings oh. and uh, Timothy McVeigh. Right. And you just, it's just kind of unbelievable. Like, did you know that he, he got... He got pulled over, like an hour and a half yes. after. <laughs> yep. After the bombing. Yeah, and he yeah. probably he might have gotten away with it. He's but... wearing a T-shirt oh, that said God. like I yes. just bombed well, the city. Kind of. Back off. Do you, are you joking right now? Because he was wearing a T-shirt that said it had a picture of Abraham Lincoln on it, and what? it said it had a Latin phrase on it, and I, it's something about like the. The you know the tire the tyranny oh, the t- will die oh, or something sick. like that. Oh yeah, so his favorite T-shirt. Te- oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's he was, bananas. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and he he, uh, he you know we don't need to go down the rabbit hole, but it is just kind of amazing how many kind of things uh, he was able to get away with that led up to that point. Just because it's he sad. was a white guy driving. Well, yeah, and I mean there were a bunch of different situations we'll talk yeah. about that on another uh podcast maybe and that the cop didn't even oh. notice the bumper sticker that said my other bomb is in the oklahoma city building <laughs> yes exactly it's, i mean oh. it's attention to detail he got pulled over because he didn't have any license plates and there's a debate just didn't have them yes yeah, not at all literally no license plates. that is a red flag well yeah and uh there's a debate about whether that was intentional or not intentional oh like he wanted to be caught uh-huh like he wanted to be caught or perhaps he thought that that was a stroke of genius. Like, nobody's going to m- make my car because I don't have license plates. Totally. Man, I think it's the, <laughs> like it's the former. It's What's his license plate number, Bob? I don't know. He didn't he have, have any license yeah. plates. How cool. are we ever going to find him? He's probably cool. Yeah. That's really funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. And the rest of it's completely not Very funny and tragic. horrifying. That's the yeah. worst. 
Really yeah. good uh, series, though, if you're interested at all in that. I learned a lot from listening to that. It's a three-part series on mm-hmm. on that situation. And I was actually alive during it, so I vaguely re- I kind of remember it. Uh, but I didn't realize all the conditions kind of surrounding it, the Waco and Ruby Ridge and uh, just the, the kind of armed militias that were really kind of reinforced by those incidents and right. the climate of the time. But again, maybe we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in this whole series, and we'll talk about President Clinton, and uh, we'll talk about oh. Janet Reno, and um, it'll be good fun. Ken Starr. Ken Starr. We're uh, going to read the Star Susan Report. Rice. Susan Rice. I'm not oh, familiar yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, she... Anne Rice? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> we could talk about Anne Rice, so that'd be awesome. Well, this podcast what is, you up to we right now? This one. podcast is in its nascent stage, and we have a lot of room to grow. I don't know why we wouldn't involve vampires. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm. Already, I mean, yeah, we have cool. to. They're inevitable. Yeah. And we're talking about um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen were we? last time. Yes, <laughs> were we, we? Yes, we were. <laughs> and I wonder if we're going to talk about it more today. We'll see in Ian's movie corner. We can, and I'm excited to hear if you have new information that I can add to my the reasons why I love that film we'll see hey that reminded me that license plate free zone reminded me of what is that thing where um people who are who are um secessionists am I saying that is that right is it is it Hmm. they want to secede secede from the country yeah like the Montana Freeman and all that, like where like they those Key West conks or whatever. <laughs> is that really a thing? Like just, uh-huh. Is that a nation of parrotheads? Yes, it's the it's like the conk republic. You guys don't oh, know about this. No! Yeah, it's badass. <laughs> we are out of here. Us they're, and our Jimmy Buffett's and me and it is like out. that. It their, is their number one import is land shark lager. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Tommy Bahama clothes. Uh, So, you know how they had this thing where they thought, like, they didn't have to pay taxes if they changed their names to... to, Did they get rid of their social security numbers, too? Or they did something? But they continued to reside in the United States with some apparent incomprehension of the whole notion of, like, the roads that you drive on are taxpayer-funded, so you can't, like, have police or education... Or all these other things that seem invisible to somebody who doesn't necessarily understand the system. And, hey, I've certainly spent enough time being that person where I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, I think it's by degrees, of course. So there is a limit to how much, how many taxes should be taken away from someone. Yeah. And um, how much transparency there is in where the taxes go. And... um, and also, um, if you if you have the sense that um, your liberty is at stake yeah. and threatened, um, withholding your taxes or with you know changing your social security number, or disowning that whole idea is an act of, you know, rebellion. That yeah, there's something very American about it. I get it. Sure, mm-hmm. except for I was just like, is that functional? Like if I change my name to Booby McBooby <laughs> Pants or something, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, Anna Tennis doesn't exist, motherfuckers. Well, there's one person that did that, and <laughs> right? uh, it worked out very well for him for a long time. The Unabomber did that. He just kind of went. I feel like I went that's under what I was thinking. And, um, I mean, it's kind of a simple concept. I mean, if if you are Anna Tennis, then who is this Booby McBooby Pants that stands <laughs> in front of me? Like, I mean, it's a it's kind of a, it's a paradox. But... It is a paradox. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface ruined everything for my brain. That's just my default setting now. Every time I think of a, a fake well, name, I would come up with a better of one. The, of the social media landscape, I think. so true. Yes, just peril, peril yeah. to the ten percent of my brain that I use. I mean, I think there's something really appealing about like just kind of shirking off all of the the normal uh, guidelines and expectations of our society and going out into the wilderness and credit coil if you will yes <laughs> yeah. right living in a yurt and just kind of roaming around and yeah but I mean, like, that's kind of cool but you, like if your house lights on fire then you just have to watch what it house burn. you got a yurt that's what i'm saying though. you just like, like get another you know pelt yurt. or whatever and also living <laughs> under the constant fear of potential hostile takeover by literally anyone else that's surrounding your country yeah 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 your little country of you hell <laughs> damn yeah that sounds like a bummer i'm just moving this all the way here all right well we're perfect we're, but we're good at it the united states of america and i'm sure the president we're talking about today is 
willing to wield his power and yeah. throw his weight one way oh or my another. God. I got a good, I have this, I, I was, okay, this, wait, but, hey. <laughs> hey did if, we just have a good transition? We did, but and then. I <laughs> fucked it up. Oh, Booby McBooberson. <laughs> oh, that's oh, Mrs. Man. McBooby Pants to you? Yeah. <laughs> that is Booby McBoob face. That's a, the different thing. That's oh, the okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that I found I, I, I found a uh, really good, uh, kind of boring president. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, he's, you know, he's on the bottom half of, of the, like, the rankings of presidents. So that's kind of, you know. Like he's a pretty rank president. <laughs> yeah. He's the rank delegate. Yes, mm-hmm. I guess so. Okay. I mean... It, he and I don't know why it was inconclusive. Like my cursory investigation online, like why exactly is this guy panned? He's kind of like the Republicans, Jimmy Carter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, have one? they oh. have one, and it's this guy. And who is it? His name is Benjamin Harrison. <gasps> I read about him. Yeah, but I read. About, I thought he was bad. Why? Well, uh, he, he I can't remember. Grow- he was he owned a cashew farm. Cashew nut farm, from what I understand. He's the. Are you lying? <laughs> You're lying. Such a compelling I was going to just like liar. fall down. Like, you read about him? I fancy myself <laughs> a compelling liar. <laughs> you are. I challenge was... our listeners to write in to Parker Park Studios. <laughs> identify where is Ian lying? Yes. Oh, you know what? And, and Ian will personally send you $5. Parker Park Studios. Five bucks. 60652. It's a place. That's it. P.O. Box. Republic of Conk. Conk. Conch? <laughs> I think it's Conch. 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 Conch Republic. Yeah. Yes. Like, did Piggy, was it a conch shell? It was a conch shell. Conch. It's I think conch. it goes either way. Conch? Some conch. people say conch. <laughs> no. Now that, yucky. now that we're seeing it, no, and no one says that. <laughs> that is definitely a, a no, body part. Nobody says that. <laughs> Doctor, my conch. <laughs> no, wait, that's the wrong use to. That's, <laughs> that's terrible. not what you'd Come say on. to your doctor. No. Let's talk about presidents. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, I'll tell you. So, Benjamin Harrison, I have my little notes here. Oh, good. So, he was the president. He's the 23rd president from 1889 to 1893. Coincidence? Okay. And, um, you know, he was, he was there. He was a Whig. And then he was a Republican, of course. Remember we talked about last time that kind of vaguely, transition. Vaguely remember. So his big thing was uh, tariffs. Those were it, this. So this is after the Civil War. He was about a tariff. That guy, that old man. I know. I your eyes lit up when I said tariff. Both of you are so exactly. excited about this. Can you tariffs hear my eyes opening? Yeah, I know. Friends at home. <laughs> Ian's my eyes are so wide. Twirling his mustache with glee. <laughs> so we'll we'll get to the tariffs. We'll get right into that. Promise. Yes. But um, I have to tell you this. He received uh, 90,000 fewer popular votes than Grover Cleveland, who was his Democratic opponent. His rival. But he got 233 uh, electoral votes and it, as opposed to 168. So he wins. So he won. So there were a bunch of allegations <laughs> of... Ian's pained, pained face. That. I don't care for that. Too soon. PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> Too there soon. were tons of uh, actual allegations of voter fraud at the time. <laughs> oh. I can only imagine how yep. easy it was yep. to do that. Yeah, they um, called them blocks of five. I don't know what that means, and I didn't care to look into it. So still <laughs> I got my mind on the tariffs. <laughs> I'm like, blocks of five, whatever. I don't, you know, sure. solve that later. I think maybe it's like... Five peop- five ballots? I don't really know what it is. Don't but ma- let's don't make it up. Or maybe we should. What do you think blocks of five is? I c- could don't rightly know. <laughs> Couldn't but say. If, if you had to say. Blocks For all the cashews, what's a block oh, of five? Frick. <laughs> block of five. That's like when you uh, you vote once, but you fill out five different forms, and for some reason, because it's like under six, they consider it nominal, and they just pass it through. I like it. Right. That? It could be that. That's what it is, yeah. for sure. That's All right, once is. again, P.O. Box 23232 <laughs> at Parker Park Studios. Duluth. 60652. Uh, write in whether I'm lying or not. Yep, $5. Is he lying? Is Ian lying? It also, is this bit working? Let us know. We want to hear from you. In fact, let's go to the phones. Just kidding. We don't have any phones. We can't possibly do that. 
So anyway, as I was saying, uh, <laughs> back to the tariffs. Let's get oh, back the to what's really important. The tariffs. So it was after it was after the Civil War. No. A but there was a bunch of new industry popping up. Um, people were making lots and lots of money. There was all this feeling good tariff change. Drinking tariff coins in the in the. Uh, yeah, coffers, the national coffers. And um, then there was also, because Europe was rapidly industrializing too, mm-hmm. um, there was this push to stop buying foreign imports. So if you raise the tariffs, mm-hmm. the U.S. government and ostensibly the people get richer. Um, and you're also creating more jobs or keeping more jobs in the rapidly industrializing U.S. Yeah, because yeah, we're not importing it. Pretty classic mm-hmm. idea. Yep, yep. So, uh, so that is kind of hit what he did. He really focused on that, and he created the Tariff Act of 1890, which is also called the McKinley Tariff. And McKinley was, of course, the president that um, preceded, succeeded, succeeded uh, Harrison. Um, and kind of was the Gilded Age president. Mary, what kind of is that? Was there specific tariffs on certain products? Was it? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> right in PO Box two three two three two three. I mean, yes, I think there were tariffs on like everything. Okay, but don't you think like that the, they were importing? And I don't know if it was like cotton or if it was it was probably gin. all the stuff. Cotton gins. Cotton gins. I don't know. I think so, it's not a lot of stuff. But, but like with with this, is like any other like trade tariff idea, you know, the whole idea is like, oh yeah, well we'll we'll start making it here, but that's not an instantaneous thing. So there's just a brief period of heavy suck, where everybody doesn't have the stuff they want, and the stuff they do want is really fucking expensive because supply so far is so below demand, and nothing new is coming in, right? And then like there aren't new jobs, so because those factories don't exist yet or they pe- expansions haven't been made or productivity hasn't been amped up. So people are not employed to the level they need to be employed in order to pay those increased prices. So like, that's like a definitely a front loaded beginning of your presidency plan. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a good thought. And I mean, nothing I read suggested that it really tanked the economy. It, I mean, we did have kind of a crash, but that was a kind of a Wall Street thing mm-hmm. um, later on after his presidency. But um, does it seem like Wall Street just crashes all the fucking time? It's kind of built to spill, really. Yeah, yeah. that's a good band. Yeah, it's it such is. Such a good band. It is a really good. Band. <laughs> I really love them. I think we're special in other ways all the time. Like probably once every couple of days. I think that sentence. There's also a cool, another cool band called Gas Rag, and they have a song about uh, the next time the stock market crashes will be the last time. What? If you know what I mean. I do. Okay. Today on the phone, uh, listeners, today I had a phone conversation with Freya Aswin, who is uh, one of the world's experts on rune casting and divination. With a friend how, of mine. Mary, how did we know this was going to be brought up? <laughs> I thought it might have been put to rest upstairs, but... <laughs> you hoped. You fucking hoped. Very well. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. I've listened to your Harrison guy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Why we're here today. <laughs> Anna is trying to do a hostile takeover and turn this into the runes, runes and stuff podcast. Look forward to our next series on pre-Viking culture. Well, I want to tell you what she said. This is so great. She has a lot of really good take-home quotes, but my favorite one was Ragnarok is not a thing that just happens in the future. It has happened many times. The, like the movie? I love that movie. That was a pretty good movie. That's a solid movie, but she means the actual Ragnarok. I don't know what that is. Not the race. Means. What's the. Apocalypse. Oh, oh word. Yeah. For yes. sure. And that's kind of what we're talking about right now. Because mm-hmm. uh, what spawned this was this artistic movement <clears throat> it was, uh, going on in Europe called the Fin de Siecle. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> right. I, I did pronounce it fin de siècle, and then I was I was humiliated by a <laughs> drunk English teacher. God damn oh it! Yeah, God. What a drunk proud. English right? So I looked it over, and I and so I'm trying really Just hard kidding. to pronounce it the That's right like way. My all of my employment personality assessment suggests that I be <laughs> a drunk a, a British English teacher. Very specifically, a drunk English teacher. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So. 
So in Europe at the time, there was this huge artistic movement that was, uh, uh, it was kind of like an apprehension or a, a fear of the turn of the century. Um, they knew it was coming. Europe was rapidly industrializing. Everything was changing. There's rampant commercialism. And it kind of triggered this sense of ennui, of cynicism, of pessimism. Um, there are people like Oscar Wilde roaming around and Baudelaire and stuff. Um, Oscar Wilde. Yeah, right? I mean, pretty cool. But yeah, that was this. Sexy, m- man. Hey, was Rousseau a contemporary of these guys? Uh, I don't know. Rousseau. Uh, so, somebody look it say. up. So the, so the mindset of this age. My phone age, got taken away from me, so it's up to you, It's Anne. right here. Okay. <laughs> so the mindset of this age saw civilization as being in a crisis that required a massive and total solution. So if that language Jeez. is scary, is scary. but they, that's because they thought it's kind of like the end of the world and we have to get a grip. We got to get mm. our bearings on this, right? Yeah. Because it was, it was, there was an environmental catastrophe that was straight up happening. People could see it. 1778. So not no, at all. No. Uh, years. So it's nice to know that things have been shitting the bed repeatedly for this long. I mean, that's kind of, yeah. That. Yes. But this, the this end. movement is directly related to fascism. Because Well, because there was this idea that we need to get kind of the power out of the populace. Because they're fucking it up. Right. So we get to sort it out. Exactly. Gosh, that sounds sort of familiar. Yes. And <laughs> and so... I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've heard that someplace before. I mean, and that's, you know, not very long after, you know, 30, 25, 30 years after this. Shablams. Shablamo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big time. So in in America, I mean, there's of course there's like a lot of writing about um, the fin de siècle in um, the U.S. I mean, it's not a known movement, but there was a lot of like kind of response to it, as there always is in America with anything that's going on in Europe. Hmm. Um, Slowly, mostly our response is to wear socks under our sandals. Well, there were guns. The equivalent of that is it's the Gilded Age, right? So there were people. Hmm. There was a huge, huge wealth gap. And there were um, lots and lots of people kind of... wealth gap, you say? Yeah. So the bottom huh. 50% owned 3.24%. Oh, that's just In terrible. terms of property. The thank wealthiest 1% owned 26.65%. Oh, gosh. Thank heavens Ooh. so much time has yeah, passed. Yes. Much better. Yes. <laughs> also around this time, there's still a mass amount of immigration passing through Ellis Island. Yes. Right. Tons. But um, uh, unlike what we talked about before, which was right before the Civil War, Mm -hmm. uh, at this point, immigrants, uh, they were kind of guaranteed work. Mm -hmm. Um, The South was still really uh, suffering poverty um, as compared with the North. But Mm -hmm. if you were if you went into the North, you could get a job. Now, the uh, labor unions, as we know them today, were in place. So you could get a job if you were like a eight-year-old yeah. <laughs> and you could really work That's you could work and work yeah. and work land of opportunity um, <laughs> yeah and uh the opportunity to work when you're seven right right so uh you take the good you take the bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like uh i guess at least there wasn't a huge you know kind of uh really icky anti-immigrant s- sentiment at the time i mean there still i think was plenty of like you know, racism, and there were plenty of kind of turf wars going on, but it wasn't like uh, people were actively trying to elect leaders that were going to um, ban folks from coming over across mm-hmm. the Kill ocean. everybody. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, McKinley, Irish, Irishman. Yes. President. Yep, that's right. Like yeah. from Ireland? With an Irish accent, do you think? Couldn't. Don't rightly know, couldn't say. I think everyone talked like this back that's, then. I think so, too. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> Everybody talked just like this, according to my well, recollection. Also, something that's also going on at this time is the Texas oil boom. Wait, what year is this? So, like, where this are we right now? We're in the 1890s. 90s. And then the Civil War happened at the end of the 17. No, no, no. no, six, no. no 18, 1860. Like, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, 1798? No. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, that's, that's all okay. right. That's you, you can rewind. I was our... wrong. I was off by 10 years. I said 1850. You can also yeah. flash, flash back to our first episode where we also apologize for being grossly underinformed. Yes. Myself. That's right. Yep, we still yeah. are. And so I just, just always reference back to that first episode. We'll just never yeah. apologize again. 
and I'm uncomfortable because you guys keep asking me questions like I'm some kind of history machine. You are the one who knows any of the things. We are. I here. know some of the things, but definitely yeah. not all of the yeah, things. Yeah, well, I can tell you about some rune shit. Well, and I, we're curious. On our next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. So back to Harrison. So he had this this tariff thing, which a lot of people really cared about, and which ended up creating more jobs and kind of stabilizing the economy and like long term. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, and in the short term, it, like, had a nice little effect. He also, um, he did this thing where he kind of... Like they call that a whoopsie-doozy when it has a nice little effect. (laughs) His boops. (laughs) He created this thing called the Land Revision Act. So this kind of created uh, further protection for federal land. Um, So national forests. So he did that. Um, nice. Thanks. He also was really into uh, civil rights. He wanted all um, African Americans to be able to vote. Um, However, he failed at any kind of legislation about that. People were not ready for that? I guess so, yeah. Still hateful. He really believed in desegregating the South especially. but uh, he didn't. He didn't really win that. He was kind of against states' rights. He tried to make some legislation to remove that. Um, Man, it's so crazy to me how much flip flop there is in any particular political party in the platforms that are associated with that party, and how like it would be one thing if it was just like, oh, Republicans are Democrats now, and we've evenly flopped all yeah, the stuff. Right. But like plank by plank. Like, okay, now we're anti-immigration, now we're pro-immigration, all Mm -hmm. within the same... So these characteristics sort of jostle depending upon whatever psychological... It's kind of a money. You know, unfortunately, that's what it seems like. Yep. So the real party delineation is... Who's profiting, man, and you follow the money. Wow. (laughs) That was the most concise way I could put it. That was... Look to who... Benefits Very and Bob Marley. you know, Ian just took off his shirt. I'm sorry, I have to explain this. He just took off of his shirt yeah. and put on a, a, a brown leather vest that has fringe on it. And I mean, hey, is that a hemp necklace? It's just like my opinion, man. All right, fair enough. So here's the here's kind of a. You know, tr- you guys remember Deep Thoughts with Jack Candy? Yes. Vividly. Oh, God rest you, Fuzzy Phil Hartman. Memories. No. Was it Phil? No. Who was it? <laughs> no. He is, it, Jack Candy's a real person. It, yeah, but it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. What? Yeah, he you was a writer for SNL. Yeah. I have no idea. Real person. How do you both Jack know Candy. that? Wow. I read uh, the man. SNL stuff biography yeah. or whatever. Did you read that? No. It's really good. I just read it. Wasn't it Phil Hartman who did it, though? <laughs> No, who no, was it? Jack Handy. Himself did Jack it? Jack Handy. He's a legend. He's a pre-legend of podcasting and you didn't even know it. Did not. In yeah. my mind, it's Phil Hartman doing deep thoughts every time. No. His face. Maybe it was his face. Yeah. I don't remember a face. Yeah, he, no, he never had a face. It was like a waterfall, right? And like... Oh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't remember. It looked like a Hallmark card, moving Hallmark card. Sorry. I'm sorry to railroad. So here's something else that's not so great about... Our friend Harrison. What? Uh-oh. Wounded knee happened when he oh, was the president. God. That's right? Very terrible. Yeah. So um, so a lot of people in... So what do you guys know about Wounded Knee? Like, here's the rough sketch of it. Yeah. Is that uh, folks were gathering. Um, the Lakota were gathering. Um, and they were participating in the spiritual movement called the Ghost Dance. Well, people in Washington were, of course, just threatened by it. So they sent a bunch of troops in. And then there was a huge conflict um, there was a massacre. 146 um, Lakota um, died. Many of them were w- women and children. Um, they were buried in a mass grave. Mm. Which it's, is, like, strictly not their religious practice at all. I mean, it's just... Damn. Me gwitch, motherfucker. Yeah. and shit. So... Harrison then sent in a bunch of troops to, quote-unquote, stabilize the situation. And then he was like, I know what we'll do. Um, let's try to uh, let's try to kind of uh, settle and assimilate these folks and give them land. It's called allotment. And it kind of brought mm-hmm. on the contemporary uh, reservation, reservation system. system. Mm-hmm. Assimilation and so forth. So not great. No, that's right. Not definitively honks. Yeah. Not great at all. A solid shitstorm. Isn't it? uh, That's another thing, too. And I 
talking about racism is so complicated because of so many different permutations of it and different angles to look at it. But isn't it, it what's crazy to me is how, again, like with the political platforms flip-flopping, how arbitrary it is. Like how one one politician can be so like passionate about desegregation, but not apply that same reasoning to a different group of humans. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with art. You know, I think that... What? Honestly, yeah. I, I do. I mean... Unpack that. Okay. Well, so, as far as slaves go, as early as, you know, as early as slavery was active in the U.S., mm-hmm. in a Great Britain, Britain, there were writings about it. There were people going around, like, on these talk circuits, talking mm-hmm. about how you know, corrupt and evil it was and how contrary to, like, a healthy society. Yeah, pretty much, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and then there were other, um, you know, like, more, like, literature (laughs) sprang out of that. And um, so it was... And then painting and poetry and, you know, it was... So much music. And and so it was persuasive, you know, like, the, the psyche of the American people was kind of twisted... Um, you know, towards understanding, you know, how evil (laughs) slavery was. And then, and then you had, um, this whole like kind of mythos of the vanishing Indian was the entire narrative. It was like the American Adam from, um, you know, uh, last of the Mohicans where it's like, yeah, it's the last of the Mohicans is this vanishing race. But then, you know, a real American has that pioneer spirit and they're kind of like, you know, carrying the tomahawk, you know, down and, you know, uh, and taking over mm-hmm. or whatever and like mm-hmm. living off the land and experiencing that kind of spirituality. And so, you know, that was the narrative was like, uh, you know, we're the new American it's Indians. Like the rhetoric you know? of mm-hmm. America as a melting plot is just completely stilted on indentured servants and slavery. Well, yeah, that too. But I mean, like that, I feel like art has that ability, even if it's not propaganda, to like kind of turn people's consciousness towards suffering or injustice. And it it really wasn't turned that way towards American Indians for the most part. Mm. That, That one of the things I wonder about a lot as a writer is like how much storytelling really is effective. Like, is it the is it the telling of the story or is it that? I'm my cynical side says it's the inter- interweaving of that in commerce. Like you have to hear lucidly about the plight of a group of people in a way that's compelling to you personally, wherever you are. And then there has to be some sort of commercial interest in you leaning into that. Like it has to be tangible. Right. And, and marketable. And I mean, that's kind of where cultural appropriation <laughs> becomes part of the American culture I mean, for better or worse, I mean, bringing these issues to light at the same time, mostly white people are profiting off it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like the education's happening to a degree, but it's re- it's under the guise of capitalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's the way that we digest reality Right. is to buy it and sell it. Yeah. Whoa, man. <laughs> now Mary's wearing the, the leather podcast. <laughs> That was a good talk. Yeah, it was a good talk. <laughs> oh, it's man. Like people only do things because they get paid. That's just so sad. Oh, it's work today, Ian. <laughs> no comment. Uh, so, Ian. Okay. So I think we uh, have to stop and actually honor our sponsor. Oh gosh, I mean, we haven't taken a minute for sponsors yeah, we're, yet. We're so wealthy Shit. in all these parkas, and we need to to definitely thank our sponsor. For I them. can't believe they came back for another for another run at this. Yeah. Like they must have really cleared a lot of orders on. I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> I feel but good we got, about we it. We got to bring in our um, the. It's a representative from. Let me just here. Um, uh, Ian is, Ian line this up. I can't, Ian line this sorry. up, which I is... can't remember what the sponsor was. <sighs> sorry, everyone. So it's, just... um, oh yes, okay, I'm remembering. Oh, how could I forget? It's Christopher Watkins here to talk about Ace, <laughs> the Ace Marble Company. <gasps> can't believe again. It. Hey, ever. <gasps> hey. 
How's it going, everyone? Thanks for having me back. Oh my God, it's Christopher Walken. Yeah, it's good to see you. I haven't Chris, seen you. Yes, Happy New Year. Of... Is it okay if Happy I call New... you well, Chris? That was weeks ago. <laughs> Sorry. Is it not? Also, what what year is it? It's twenty twenty. It doesn't matter. Twenty twenty, Chris. It's fine. Whatever is it twenty twenty, or is it nineteen fifty? Uh, and you're with your little pals, George, Tommy, Sandy, behind Jimmy's bar, <laughs> where your souse of an old man goes to spend his paycheck every week, drinking whiskey, <laughs> scotch. <laughs> Meanwhile, you and your good time pals, out back, chalk circle playing marbles. And there you are, you and George, once again, clicking, clacking, <laughs> marbles, and then you got your shot, his prized cat's eye. For years, I've been talking about that cat's eye. And here it comes, you got your shooter, your thumb, boom! Knock that cat's eye right out of the circle. George always had a temper. He'd be damned. Taking his cat's eye in front of Sandy. And then here it comes. The switchblade pistol in your face. You're frozen, shocked. Don't know what to do. You drop your marbles. A rainbow of colors rolling across the alley, red, blue. <laughs> and then you remember, you're eight years old. <laughs> the switchblade and the gun. Just so many twigs and sticks. And then you hear your mother calling. It's time to go in for dinner. And what's she got? Campbell's soup. <laughs> and he said, Ma, what are you cooking? That's pasta for Jolie. Ma, what are you, an angel? Sent from above? I love pasta for Jolie. And you put away your, your cat's eye. You just took off Georgie. Humiliated. In front of your good time pals, you settle in for a night at home. Hot soup with your ma. Ace Marbles, Amazon.com. Thank you for having me in snowy, beautiful Duluth. Oh, my God. Thank, Once thank again. you. Yeah, thank oh you God. so thank much. You. That was thank wonderful. You what thank a great story. Holy wow. Rockin'. I'm glad you survived. Thank you. How, how do I get out of here? Through these four parkas, just like just, just kind of vanished like, into those parkas. Yeah, just jackets. <laughs> They're they are parkas. Not jackets. All right. Well, I'm taking out my cabs out front. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe you got him back again. How did you Look, get him to come here? Amazon.com turns out they have a lot of money. They just pump into these celebrity <laughs> wow. endorsements. Well, he's going to move a lot of marbles, though. I mean, that was an evocative story. I, mean, I couldn't imagine how they could. <laughs> people buying marbles? I think they do. What was he talking about? Um, I don't know. It was, it was he said something about marble showdown. I feel like there was a kid soup. with a switchblade. Yeah. I, I have to be honest. I went and had a smoke while oh, he was reading that. Sure. I might yeah, have not have noticed. Yeah, understandable. I mean, he his mom made him pasta fajol yeah, was out of for, Campbell's soup. Was that soup? an ad for soup? I or think it marbles? might have been Campbell's soup. They kind of incepted that that ad read. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was Good job. It was great. And I'm really glad that he came here. And mm -hmm. I'm grateful for Amazon, for pasta fajol. Yep. For Campbell's. For marbles, yeah. most marbles. of all. Not even a brand, just marbles. marbles. He was just describing, he was just saying colors of marbles for a while. Yeah, yeah. He was. That was great. I mean, I, they say with acting that you have to kind of draw from what you know. Well, And you know. I feel like that really was um, some kind of vivid memory for, um, for Mr. Walker. He made it um, been there. Many uh, thespians <laughs> of your would say acting is um, reacting. Would they? So. Would they say that? Anyway, Are sure. you an actor? Well. You're an actor? Well. Are you really? Oh, my God. Really? Have you been in plays? Well. 
I've been in a couple movies. I knew about movies. What movies? You're asking him if he's an actor and he's been in some movies? There were movies that he made. Oh. Well, no, I was I didn't Like make on them. Instagram? I wasn't making those movies. I thought you were making them. Well, no, I was in them. Which ones? Glayahan in the Knaves of Industry and Hyper Dark. Hyper Dark. Those productions. That's not great. Yeah. I, never I wasn't paid for any of them, which is fine. That's really cool. Which is fine. Did you have to memorize lines and stuff? Actually, they were mostly improv. Okay. Yeah. Was it kind of like a curb your enthusiasm scenario where you yes, knew the basic dramatic. Out, it was outline? A dramatic, it was a dramatic curb. So sarcastic, but bloody. Uh, psychologically bloody. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Actually, in real blood. That's like, that sounds like actual acting. You know fun. what, everybody? What? <clears throat> Is there a place where we can watch this? Is it posted <sighs> anywhere? Does it live anywhere? Glahan and the Knaves of Industry, you can get online if you just google it and then hyperdark i don't think it's available yet probably available sometime soon but just google hyperdark duluth so in uh doing this you know we talked briefly about you know kind of talking about turn of the century or turn of the last century and we know of course that ian you digest information through movies that you watch it's the only way i digest information mary so tell us what are some of your favorite movies from around this time Two notable examples that our listeners may be aware of are uh, Godfather Part Two. What? Uh, the the first moments of the story of Godfather, the Don Corleone, yeah, coming over at the time, little Vito Andolini from. Corleone, Sicily, in Italy, mm-hmm. in, I believe it was 1899, and there's a beautiful scene of him coming over through Ellis Island alone, a little Sicilian boy who doesn't speak any English, and it's extremely striking, and, and it kind of speaks to what we were talking about of the continued mass immigration into the United States uh, through Ellis Island at that time. And it's, uh, it's a pretty moving scene, and it kind of puts, at least puts me in that time period um, in preparing for this, which I did very little of. Yes, good. And then the second good. is um, the 2007 classic, There Will Be Blood, oh, Thomas yeah. Anderson. Oh, so good. Uh, the movie opens in, I believe it's, again, 1899 or 1900 or 1901, and Daniel Plainview is, at the time, a silver prospector in, I believe, uh, kind of the New Mexico territory, and also kind of speaks to the the spread of America and the population at that time of, I guess you could say Westerners um, moving into um, moving across the Western States. Um, And of course this was probably about 40 years after the major influx of gold rush um, stakeholders moving into uh, the California territories that was in like the 1850s. So this is kind of the tail end of that. And the story of There Will Be Blood moves into the oil boom of the early 1900s, which lasted, or at least the Texas oil boom, which uh, went from the early 1900s into like the 1920s. And uh, that's Ian's uh, Ian's movie corner. But if there's one more I could mention. Yes, of course. Another movie that takes place in this time period is the uh, one of the greatest films of all time, yeah. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh. It takes place in 1899. Also, if you if you rewind to our first episode, you can hear Anna just gushing about the epic tale of of Captain Nemo and the Nautilus and Vampire Dr. Lady. Jekyll and Missile Mr. Hyde and Missile and, Hyde. And, and Miss and Miss Hyde. Miss Ohio. Miss Ohio. <laughs> So good. <laughs> 1899, the Ohio <clears throat> Miss Ohio Territory. And you know who was from Ohio? Wolf guy. Pe- President Benjamin Harrison. No. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Right Boom. back in. But before we jump back in, <laughs> the American element of of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen yes. is of course a secret servant. A secret servant. Secret <laughs> service. <laughs> Secret Did service anybody agent. else just picture Jesus going undercover? No. <laughs> no. I did. With a gun. <laughs> Jesus with a gun. Being there by Peter Sellers. <laughs> being a secret servant would be really oh, weird. Genius. Yeah, that's a really good movie. Such a good movie. Yeah, man. I'll watch that yeah. for next time. I've just 
destroyed spoil the ending. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Uh, but if, uh, on League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the American element is a Secret Service agent named Tom Sawyer. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Tom Sawyer. It is which that. Took place. But he's in burly the and all grown 1870s, up. Eighteen seventies, and he grew up from being uh-huh. a little scamp, uh, uh, fence whitewashing scamp to yes. uh, a Secret Service agent, a burly in a, redeemer, hanging right. out with the werewolf and. Just fighting Whatever. crime, like supernatural crime, yeah. basically. Solving supernatural crimes, fighting supernatural crimes. Dorian Gray, not a good guy. No, bad. No, yeah. He's, he's kind of a, is he, is he bad or is he kind bad. of like a bad boy? Uh, I'm going to say both. Okay. I'm going to say both. He's both things. But he's kind of an, he's an arty, an arty guy. He loves that painting for just some reason. Just that one painting, yeah. Right. I guess it's just kind of the one <laughs> yeah. painting. Just the painting. <laughs> but of he loves the guy. shit out of he it. Does. He does. He really it. loves it. One might say his life depends upon it. I don't know what it means, but I guess we'll have to watch the movie to see. So I was watching, and this kind of came out, I don't know the exact year, but around this time, Dracula. There's a new series on Netflix. I watched it! So good! It's fucking awesome! Yeah. Wait till you see, have you seen the whole thing yet? Yeah, I saw the whole thing. Oh, watched it all. I have Are you in love with absolutely complete, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, totally. It It turns out Dracula is a sex god? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen it. For a change, actually, no. no. Here's where we pause the podcast and I watch the entirety of the Dracula series. Okay. All right, pause here we go. Pause. Pause. And we're back. Hey. That, holy shit. Yeah, wasn't that, that so good? That was incredible. Yeah. yeah, I knew you'd love it. Oh, my God. With the, and the teeth? Part with the, yeah, with the, <laughs> and the, and and the blood. And, 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 and the castle. Yep. Yeah. And he has and the, oh. the suit, the, his tuxedo. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. suit. Yeah. The Everything. monster trucks. So, yep. The... You know, I have never, I have to say for the record, I have never appreciated the Von Helsing character in the way that I did this. I'm so like, good. Not I even am. when he was played by Huge Jacked Man? Nope. No. no. But I do love Huge Jacked Man. And we Me just, too. we just moments ago watched The Greatest Showman again. And I was reminded of the two sides of Hugh Jackman. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So I like Dracula a lot uh, for this because I feel like, well, okay, so with this whole movement, with this movement of cynicism and skepticism, so there was this uh, uh, kind of a turning away from uh, even scientific data and said these pseudosciences were popping up like psychology. Um, so that was very, it's very not popular. Not anymore. But, okay. you know, of course, at first it was kind of like, yeah. well, you're depending on intuition and dreams and symbolism. Right? Well, That's not empirical. It's a little hippy dippy. Well, yeah. It's basically... runes. That's runes <laughs> shit right there. It's implying that the, the, there's, a, there's a cause. They're differentiating between the mind and the brain, right? And they're saying that if you think that there's a cause of physical illness that's in the mind, then you're bonkers. Like that you're... Maybe that's an ironic turn of phrase, but yeah. but you're but if, the, if you think that your illness is not caused by a morphological problem, like a physical problem, then then your logic is flawed. Interestingly, maybe not. I just got for my birthday a Sherlock Holmes game board game, in which you solve a series of crimes, as Sherlock Watson at all, and um, the, one of the first crimes that we solved featured a divide between two scientific communities that was basically saying there is a test you can perform to determine whether or not somebody is a psychopath. And it's a series of questions that are situational, like word problems. And then you can determine, which now we know is absolutely the case. You absolutely can see if somebody has psychopathological tendencies. You can't determine if they're going to kill anybody or whatever. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But yeah, but but they were like, that was just preposterous, that it wouldn't have a physical cause well in sherlock holmes it's funny that you brought that up because that's also he's a celebrated cocaine addict (laughs) which is terrific yes that's what you're gonna say right no oh i'm sorry continue (laughs) no that is a great point ian but i was gonna bring up that you know that is also does it seem like that's what he's most famous for i feel like that's no no but i would say he's the world's number one uh favorite cocaine addict behind uh (laughs) macho man randy savage you think so number one do people know well, okay, that Macho Man... okay, maybe the Ultimate Warrior from WWF. Do they know he's a cocaine user? I mean, that's a pretty... Uh, Is it I a think bit? it's pretty widely done. No, no, it's... He just afterward was like, hey, I was on no, cocaine like, in- No, like injecting cocaine. Like, that was Ooh. a big... He does that before he wrestles? Oh, oh, Macho Man. <laughs> 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 You're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about 
Holmes, my man Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I was not. I was mostly curious about the macho. You know, I guess I kind of just assumed. <laughs> yeah, dig it. Check it out. Watch some promos. It's Could've it's unbelievable. And you know you what? If know. he's not, he's just the most Power charismatic bars. human being that ever lived. I love the guy. Macho, Macho man? man, Randy Savage. All right, I'll go yeah. look him up for to see yeah. if I also he's watch on some cocaine. Ultimate Warrior promos. Those are some of the people at home. I have deep love Watch for some you, of those, I think they're the most, I think they're some of the most uh, impressive performers, talk about thespians, I've ever seen in my life. So okay. check those out. Yeah, they give everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah they leave it all on the table. And the physique. My God, the physique. Yes. Hey, as soon as the my belts. grievous back injury is <laughs> the healed. The belt. The belt. Boots. <laughs> the boots. Yes. Yeah. So many laces. <laughs> too, I love how stretchy their laces. clothes are. Well, they gotta be. I know, but I still love it anyway. Even though it's functional, I think it's also a very a delicious fashion decision. I'd agree with that. So, Sherlock Holmes, sure. it's funny that you should bring that up because he also, that Arthur Conan Doyle, I mean, that was all out so of the much. kind of the that same movement I was talking about, that apprehension about the coming of the turn of the century. No way. The, yes. What's it called again? The solo, solo, solicky. <laughs> the fin de siècle. Thank you. <laughs> um, and <Fan> cushion. <laughs> this idea cushion. of being able to rationalize, to apply um, your mind to a mm. situation and, mm-hmm. and um, deduce what happened. That whole idea. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a new idea. And that idea of a detective of you know picking up clues, following the clues, and connecting those dots to fully understand a crime was a new new idea. Hmm. Um, it was like kind of first really invented by Edgar Allan Poe, like for that murders in the Rue Morgue. It's Edgar the Allan first... Poe is the OG so detective. Are you talking about like just well, he just... not himself? Is this just <laughs> he wrote like... a story? Mary, is this just like rudimentary uh, like forensics? Um, yeah, for, well, isn't forensics, like, the science of the uh, evidence, like, mm-hmm. the science of the body or something? I don't know if it necessarily... Is that think pathological it's necessarily, forensics? I don't, I'm not, I don't think forensics is necessarily tied to the human body, it's but... Not. Yeah, mostly just evidence-based investigation So, yes, yeah, yep, that's a, that is forensics, and then... That whole idea of like a mega mind kind of applying, like connecting all those dots and discovering, you know, what happened by the. So the murders in the room morgue is a story about the. Lo- it's a locked room mystery. So there's. Ooh, yeah. You know the story? No. Well, I've read very little Ed Grant. Two guys Paul. are walking around. I just want to make sure that I make it very clear in this podcast that I don't know anything. I've never read anything. And I've <laughs> Me never too. watched anything. I don't know nothing. Ann and I don't know nothing. We don't know nothing. <laughs> you guys know plenty. Come on. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's that Minnesota nice coming out of Mary. No, Aww, we don't know nothing. You do, Thank too. You. That's so nice. You, but I'm surprised because, Anna, you love science. I love science. So much. And so this is like this kind of idea. Of, and I love and, mysteries. And you were just bringing up Sherlock Holmes. I love so Sherlock Holmes. You've yeah. got to read Murders in the Room, Mark. Okay. Because it is like the prototype. There's like a, a, a smart guy. That, like, he's like, horror. he's. it's not, well, it kind of is. It's it pretty is. grotesque, that story. But but it's 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 about a crime. And it's about a guy and his sidekick solving a crime. Yeah. And it's also, like, the best gotcha at the end. It's a real twist. Ooh. Real twist. You'll never guess who the who the murderer is. All right. Ever. Are you looking it up right now? Okay. You're going to have something else. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. There is a Sherlock Holmes movie. I was reading my horoscope. There is a, a <laughs> Sherlock Holmes movie made in the 70s, and I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was so good. Oh. Was it The Hound of the Baskervilles? No. Was it? Damn it. This is bad content. Ian, stop looking things up on your phone. No, it's good to look things up on your phone. It's a computer. Okay. One of the key features of our studio is there is this print that we, I don't know where it came from, of the Star Wars retinue. And uh, there's a terrible problem with the proportion of it where, like, the people from the waist up are the right size and proportion, but then from the waist down, they're all shrinky dinked. <laughs> so we'll, we'll post a picture on our. Uh, we will definitely. Like you can enjoy it, and also I don't know what's going on with Princess Leia, but it's definitely not Princess Leia. <laughs> Some 
I think it was Lando Calrissian first. And then they're like, oh, shit, we forgot Leia. That's right. And it just painted over it. Mm-hmm. Put her head on there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she's just too jaunty. She's so jaunty. Never, ever is Leia. She's many things. Never is she jaunty. No. And her the look on her, well, her whole entire face is someone else's face. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like Fat Boy Slim. Oh! Indeed. Nice pull. Fat Boy Slim. Oh, did you, is that why you're thinking? Uh, it's uh, Christopher Walken, uh, yeah, Weapon of Choice. that's right. That was, his, that was, I mean, I, has he left? Yeah, is he still in the? the I think he's talking to uh, Jesse right now. Yeah, I think he's watching Freaky Friday with your kids right now. Yeah, the Lindsay Lohan version. Yeah, Yeah. she's so cute. God rest you, Lindsay Lohan. You know that, but that music video, uh, "Weapon of Choice," with Christopher Walken dancing across the hotel lobby or whatever it is, that was largely his kind of comeback that brought him into the consciousness of millennials and Gen Xers, and yeah, that kind of set him off as a big time character was that a, another was that a spike jones yes definitely yeah. a spike jones spike jones a director <laughs> yeah directed the, the a lot weapon. of uh cool videos D- yep directed her and being john malkovich yep, well, and movies oh yeah too. yep the and, jackass uh, films? adaptation jackass <laughs> definitely. did he really yeah i've not seen those are they wonderful? That's probably okay. <laughs> if you're into that shit, I'm not. They're making at all. another one. Not even a little. I mean, they're making another With one. With the same it, it, guys. The same guys. Oh no! We're gonna like, watch one on. of those guys like, die. We don't need that, but it's also like they gotta get. They're paid. my age. Good for them. Yeah. They're in their late forties. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's not a good they're idea. Still jackasses. No. This is such a bad. <laughs> idea. You can be a jackass without like caroming off of down off a cliff in a shopping cart. Not really. Yes, you can. No. I've seen so many people do it, and one might say I've done it myself. (laughs) I think you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I'm a jackass all the time. Me too. And I never do that stuff. Who's the biggest jackass in the presidency between 1898 and 1901? (laughs) Um, It would have to be McKinley because he was the only president. Right, 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 right. But he's not a jackass, is he? Well, McKinley. we don't know. Don't we need know to yet. look up McKinley. McKinley was very much like Harrison, from what I read. Yeah. Um, I think he was assassinated. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Sorry, McKinley. Things got really real, I think. And there should was we... a stock market crash, and there's all sorts of stuff that kind of happened. Should, I feel like should we every theorize episode... or should we Google? Nah, <laughs> let's just theorize. Yeah, theorize. I like how every single episode of this or every conversation we have about every president, we say that, and I know I said this earlier, but we say, oh, there was a stock market crash. It was right after the stock market crash <laughs> mm-hmm. and then terrible things. You know, right after that. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's just, yeah. Well, this is the panic of 1893. I don't know. I got to look. Maybe we should make a point of just pointing out when the stock market was fine. Maybe that would be, like, more noteworthy. Be like, yeah, there was actually, like, a five-year period where things were just cool. I think it's called... It was uh, fine. 1996 to 1999. That's not the case at no. all. No, that was very bad time. Well, it was, I was a little kid. It was so a huge recession. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I was fine. Yeah, we graduated from high school, and, and the world was like, no. A couple <laughs> birds in your face? <laughs> they were like, Putting nah. them up? <laughs> yeah, totally. Second. I'm the resident millennial, and I wait to talk. Something I established in the first <laughs> yes, episode. Yeah. So it was the panic of 1893, and it triggered kind of a, a recession, an actual recession. Sick. I know. And so that was. Is there, is that there was, perhaps a map of recessions somewhere? Can I look at this? And that was right. Gonna... There, well, there you go. There's your million dollar idea, or not? I don't recession know. Recession map. He'll <laughs> <laughs> make millions. Most you can sell them next, next to the marbles on Amazon. <laughs> is there Ace Marbles. Most... Thank you for your investment, Ace Marbles. We really appreciate it. We do. No joke. No yeah. joke. But anyway, that was right after um, Harrison left office. Um, so maybe the tariff stuff wasn't that great of an idea. <laughs> Thinking. Okay. He also had the, a bunch of antitrust laws that he put into place. So that really can, uh, kind of harsh, you know, the billionaires the mellow. Of big corporations. Yes. Like big marble. Big, big marble. And it took a nosedive. <laughs> yeah. They grabbed their marbles and they went to the Cayman Islands. They, took, and we're we're, like, they were taking our marbles and we're going home. <laughs> Exactly. To offshore accounts. Yeah. We're going to okay, go guys. be rich somewhere else. I just found a Wikipedia entry. And, of course, Wikipedia is just amazing at everything. And always write. List of recessions in the United States. Panic of 1785. 
Copper Panic of 1789. Panic of 1796 through 97. <laughs> I love that recession. 1802. Such a good recession. There's a lot of panicking recession. <laughs> Depression of 1807. 1812 recession. 1815 to 1821 depression. 1822 to 1823 recession. Do you understand my reasoning now? I feel like they don't there need is to no not recession. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. just shit. What a shit country we developed here. Panic can't be your baseline. <laughs> I don't know, I made a pretty good go of it. Baseline panic. <laughs> That sounds like a fake movie in, like, Seinfeld. Like, the gang goes to see Baseline Panic. <laughs> Double feature with prognosis negative. Elaine has a date to go <laughs> Seriously, you guys, 1836 she didn't clear it with, like, George and Jerry, and they're like, I can't believe she invited some date to go out with us. We were supposed to go see Baseline Panic! To a friend movie! How are we supposed to act? <laughs> This is exactly Am I date Jerry or my friend Jerry? <laughs> I don't know. George is getting upset. <laughs> That's pretty good. Now do Kramer. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now do Elaine's date. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi, everybody. Feels like an Arby's night. <laughs> Very good. That was amazing. Very good. Now do Elaine. Oh, oh, shit. oh got I got him. I got the Waterloo, and it's Elaine. <laughs> so I'm going to post a list of these because this is so shocking to me that the number of depressions slash recessions, the difference between is elusive to me. Do you know the difference between a recession and a depression? One is receding, uh, and one is <laughs> depression, very depressed. Depression's got a D in it. Okay, guys. I think a depression is just like, we're in this now. <laughs> It's like with cancer. It's like, like your cancer can be in recession, right? Uh, no remission. Remission. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's what I think of it. Yeah. It's like it's like kind of like a reword. Just it's there, but it's just lurking. It's not really like happening. But depression is like, yeah, we're doing this. Recession's we're like low key. <laughs> it's like low key economic disadvantagement. Like, yeah. <laughs> so recession is like recession is like a whoop. <laughs> and depression is like yes <laughs> like a it's like, it's like oh! a banana peel versus quicksand <laughs> if we want to so, talk about prat, i think pratfalls. as much what? as i'm really enjoying that particular <laughs> description of it these are three or four years long the recessions are so i feel like that is a big banana i think it's like i can't afford to go to Minneapolis because gas is too expensive versus recession. We have to leave Minneapolis because. Versus. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> I don't know. What is this podcast? <laughs> we don't have to have. This is the worst president of all time podcast. Direction. Last time I that's right. No, that's, that's just the series. This is Duluth the podcast. Oh yes. And I could I could say that it oh, seems it like there's like a mixed bag when it comes to Harrison he's definitely in my opinion not the worst president okay um, Harrison isn't no okay no I don't even think he Should comes we... close yeah he's like a c minus yeah. when is a c minus the worst you know who hasn't who hasn't straddled a good c minus yeah in there? right <laughs> I think he had some good ideas he was kind of in and out uh-huh. uh he wanted to you know make things better for more Let's people complicit yeah. in the genocide the genocide of our native complicit population not at all like he probably would be like a b to me a b that's a b no because of wounded knee he's definitely like down oh, on the got it. scale yeah get that's it. what i'm saying if everything else he did was kind of like eh, he didn't really like you know poke the bear he uh so anyway well my first thought was like if that is ranks you because like which president which is there a president that hasn't other than a Barack Obama, but that hasn't perpetuated some horrific. That's what I think. That's maybe what we aim to tackle in this yeah, we'll, series. We'll find. We'll find him. This bad we'll president. Find a, a president that isn't a monster. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're gonna find so a president who isn't shall. a monster by sifting through the monsters. <laughs> We are wading through the monster monsters. at a time. We're in a depression Jesus. of monsters. <laughs> we are. And it's all dependent, Mary, on your research. I know. It's so and scary. I'll, I'll help. I'll Whatever. research. I like I researching. Won't. All right. Ian will not. Ian will It's won't. okay. You don't that's, have to. That's good. 
We, I'm just really busy. It's a waste right now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of irons in the fire, mm-hmm. fire on ins and outs, a lot of what have you, a lot of strands in old Duder's head. Yeah. Oh, I don't hang out with that dude. <laughs> I don't. You that seem, dude. You seem pretty cozy. I thought so too. Like I was like, what is half with those two guys? Are they? Are we kissing? Is that what you're saying? He's not saying that. I I wouldn't. I I would. Need to know that. Of course. Not like I have an app. Everybody would. It's okay. Um. Well, I don't know that we concluded anything other than that. That Harrison is not the level worst. No. But he. So he was just like he was sort of like he was sort of like a a a kidney bean. He's like Jimmy Carter. He's. You know, I don't want you to say that because now Jimmy Carter post presidency is so amazing. I, I think we need to put a microscope on our friend Jimmy Carter. Should we? That's interesting. That I could be our should. next one. I, I refuse. I think we should. I will not stand by and watch us decry or in any way defame Jimmy Carter. He was not a great president, but he's a great man. Well, Harrison could have been a great man too. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know being complicit in the, the slaughter of <laughs> thousands of natives, Mary. Yeah, that is true. It's bad. I mean, he didn't. That was he didn't Italian. make the that order. Tony, the he didn't make the order, but stomach. he still was complicit because yeah. he was the, the the president. He was the. But bo- I think Carter was a president during like the Libya yeah, hostage crisis. Yeah, but what he did, which was arguably very terrible, was nothing. He, right. He was like stasis. Well, he didn't want to didn't want to negotiate with terrorists, but he also didn't want to get anybody killed. And so he was immobilized, and so it gave the perception of the United States being led by a very weak person, mm. which used to be a really meaningful thing. <laughs> if, we, if we appeared floppy or weak at all yeah. to the rest of the world. Right. It's a matter of Flippy, a bunch. floppy. Floppy. Yeah. America oh. can be described as floppy. Little that, that administration. <laughs> that floppy country? Ooh, no thanks. Floppy America. They're never even you in. You and me, flippy America. <laughs> Flopping around. We're not even in a... It just made me think of that... What is that movie? I just... A friend of mine just sent me a link or had me go read about that because I've never seen the entire movie. Team America. Captain America. Or Team America, yeah. World Police. Yes, I haven't Such seen the whole film. Such a great movie. Yeah. It is a great movie. <laughs> but I went and watched the, the clip. The scene, classics. <laughs> you know who loves that movie? Is uh, well, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna generalize here. People in the military, because <laughs> when I when I go to visit our yeah. brother John, yeah. who is a, hi John, hi John, who's Ian say hi to our brother John. What's up, brother John? He's in the navy. Um, I mean the that navy. movie was like kind of on a loop at his house, yes. and all of his buddies would come in from. And laugh. Uh, he's a corpsman, so there'd be Marines in, and yeah, it was just uh, very celebrated. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, irreverence. Well, yeah, I mean, when you're in those situations and you're in the armed forces, you, what I've learned from my friends and family who've been in the military, you gotta laugh. Yeah, you yeah. do. You have to laugh, but not like right when stuff is happening. Then you should not laugh. You should be but quiet. They laugh. Mm-hmm. You gotta laugh. Yeah, you do. It's yeah. true. Couldn't understand. Couldn't begin to understand. No, no. Well, um, so hey everybody. Thanks for joining us. Have we covered yeah, everything? What else I, feel do we like, got? I feel like we did good. We did I feel like that's a good amount of history and random bullshit. Yeah. Any do you wanna add anything? Call in. Call in right now. Just call, call in. Let's go to the phones. Two one eight five five five. Five 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 five. Fifty five? Oh, one five, hey Duluth podcast! Ahoo! So, thank you for joining us for another episode of Duluth, the podcast. Uh, we will endeavor to produce these with some predictable regularity, uh, an interval at which we have yet to determine. Um, but we're we're grateful I think that you guys can, are here. We can shoot for once a week. We can do it. It might be tough. No, you're stoned. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's, that's the pills talking that to me. That is Come tight. <laughs> Turn around. Right. It takes me one week to edit the stuff. Oh. I have no responsibilities in my life, and the week sounds insane, but let's see. I'm in. I have fun. Oh, well, so. I like you guys. We'll be back. We'll be back. Uh, yeah, in, we'll be back. At the, in the, in all in the words of our father, in the not too distant future, yes. to to visit with you guys and and tell you some more stuff. Thank you. Thank you. And good night. Later. Bye.